Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Well Within podcast. Today's topic is actually one of my favorites, and that is one on metabolic health. More specifically, we're actually going to be talking about simple things that everyone can and should be doing on a daily basis, if you ask me, to create and support a healthier metabolism. And I think everyone can benefit from this message in some way because the fact of the matter is we all need it. Statistics show that 88% of Americans have metabolic issues these days, meaning that only 12% of us are considered metabolically healthy. And that is insane, you guys. This is an epidemic in itself, if you ask me and you want to know my honest opinion. And it's also a major reason that I chose this as actually one of my specializations for coaching. And that's number one, because I knew to my core that it is needed in a very large way. But also number two, it's absolutely fascinating to me as well. And hopefully you may relate to that and you may find this episode really interesting, really fascinating, or maybe just something that inspires you to make a change in your day-to-day to better support yours. What's up, you guys? My name's Emily, and I'm your host with the Live Well Within podcast, where every week we dive into all things on how to create a life that you truly thrive in. We're talking everything from basic tips and guidance in your nutrition and in your fitness. We're squashing diet culture BS, and we're talking about how to heal your body and your mind from the effects of such, as well as our Western lifestyles, and so much more. This podcast is all-encompassing and well-rounded because so is true health, and that's what we're all about at the end of the day. Each episode is meant to empower and encourage you to take back control in your own health and happiness, to get out of your own way, and to create a lifestyle that you just simply can't get enough of. You guys with me? Let's get to it. All right, y'all. So let's get to it. And first things first, I know that we so often like to blame things like our age or our genetics on our metabolism being slower or one that's struggling, but I'm here to tell you that's not necessarily the case. Yes, these things do affect our metabolism to a certain degree, but there is so much more to it too. And honestly, the choices and the habits that we make and have continuously made over the years are number one. Also, I'm going to go ahead and apologize if you guys hear my dogs. Um, I have Gracie rolling around and Marley chewing on a tennis ball. So, Maybe you can't hear them, but if you can, so sorry. (laughs) But again, you guys, going back to our metabolism, the choices and the habits that we choose to make and do every single day are really what make up if we have a slow metabolism, if we have a fast metabolism, if we have one that's healthy and thriving and resilient, or one that is struggling. And with that being said, we can let it be a fact that is you know, woe is me or makes you just like feel down on yourself that maybe you let some things go and you're in a place where yours isn't as thriving or the best. Or we can let that fact be one that empowers us because the beauty is these are things that we can actually have control over. You can draw your line in the sand and make a true change if you want to. Yes, you're going to be more successful in reaching your health and fitness goals from doing so. And I know that's where our mind immediately goes when we think of metabolism. But it's also so much more than that too. 
Because yeah, your metabolism is how efficient your body burns fuel and uses energy or in other words, burns fat and uses calories. But it's also the sum of every single cell process in our body too. So your digestive system, your immune system, your body's detoxification, menstrual cycles, your thyroid, your sex drive, having healthy hair and nails, etc. Like those are all pieces of our metabolism and our metabolic health. And that is why common markers that your metabolism may need some healing are going to be things like cold hands and feet, a low resting pulse rate of, for example, 75 beats per minute or less, brittle hair and nails, hair loss, having midday slumps daily, having trouble sleeping throughout the night, um, being moody or easily irritated, having a low libido. Sorry if you hear my dog snoring, by the way, but having a low libido as well as maybe excessively urinating and having things like painful periods or irregular periods, as well as things like getting sick easily. And then yes, of course, having a hard time either losing and gaining weight or markers from your body as well, that that healing may be needed. And I know I have personally experienced many of these myself as I was at a place where my metabolism was just shot a few years ago. And I know that's something I talk about on my introduction episode. So if you're curious about that, definitely go take a listen. But I just say that to say, I'm with you. Like if some of these are ringing bells, you have no idea how many people relate to this. Because again, this is a very widespread issue in the world we live in today and especially in our western society but the good news is is that you don't have to stay in that space and you are going to feel and do so much better in working towards yeah your health and fitness goals when you heal your metabolism but you're also going to feel absolutely incredible just as you should We are only here on this earth for a short time, and I really believe that we do a disservice to ourselves and everyone else in our lives if we don't do everything we can to live and be our very best selves while we're here, right? So not to go on a rabbit hole there, but this and what we're going to talk about today in the episode is just very simple things that you can do to better support your metabolism, to work on healing it and some of the damage that you have done over the years. Um, And the beautiful thing is that it doesn't take extremes for you to do it either. You're going to see it's very simple, tangible things. Easy? No, not necessarily. But simple? Yes. And I really believe we get to choose our hard because it's not easy going through your day feeling tired, lethargic, worn down, far away from your very best. And it's also not easy to make the change. But which hard would you rather live with, right? You, I personally would rather go for that ladder and go through the hard work that allows me to feel my best long term and allows life to be so much easier down the road too, rather than simply getting harder from lack of action. And again, it's just, it's very simple things that you can do. So let's dive into those and what that looks like a little bit more. I'll go ahead and just break them down one by one. And the first thing being blood sugar control. Protein, fat, and carbs are what we eat every day. Carbs cause a blood sugar spike. And that is, number one, that's totally fine. It's actually a normal biological response. And it doesn't mean that we shouldn't eat carbs. We need them. Our body needs them. They give us energy and they're very important for us and our bodies and our overall health. 
But it's when we eat an abundance of carbs, too many too fast, we have a blood sugar spike and our body releases insulin, which is a storage hormone. And some of those carbs will go into our muscles and liver where where we do want them to go. But when we have an abundance of blood sugar, the rest is going to be stored as fat. And what also happens is our blood sugar eventually crashes and it sends a signal to our brain to crave more carbs and sugar. So it's really important to keep our blood sugar steady. And one easy way for you to do so is going to be including protein, fiber, and fat in every meal that you have. Even if carbs are included, because again, we do need them, but we also want to add in more of those blood sugar controlling agents with them too. You're going to, again, keep your blood sugar steady by doing so, and you're going to keep your body in fat burning mode and also lessen your cravings. Because often when we do find ourselves having, you know, severe cravings throughout the day, it's typically from those rises and falls in our blood sugar. And keeping it steady is so key, just for many reasons, but especially from a metabolic standpoint. Because those repeated and dramatic swings in our blood sugar throughout the day can be actually really harmful to our metabolism and to our overall health. So just two simple reminders that I tell my clients and I want to share with you as well as just very easy takeaways and things you can do for this piece of our metabolic puzzle we're going to be putting together today is number one, don't eat your carbs naked. And number two, include protein, fiber, and fats in those meals with them. So they kind of mean the same thing. They kind of go hand in hand, but the latter is really helping you to be sure that you're adding the right things in with those carbs and those meals. And then number two, our second piece of the puzzle is going to be our lean muscle tissue. So just a quick reminder of how your body burns fat every day. And that is number one, yes, through exercise. But what a lot of people don't realize is that's only about 5% or at most 7 to 10% of your calorie burn when you look at the breakdown of how your body burns and uses those calories through the day. The other 95% is even more important and what's going to help you to boost your metabolism day to day. So take this piece as number one, you don't need to earn your food or two, burn off calories when you're at the gym. Go and work out, yes, 100%. But do it for your health in general, okay? Okay. And then again, the rest of the amount of calories that we're burning throughout the day are broken down by other things. So I want to walk through that with you. Number one is called TEF, which is our thermic effect of food. And that is about 10% of how our body burns calories through the day. And that's basically the amount of calories that you burn just by eating your food, by chewing it, by digesting it, and all the things And if you want to maximize this, number one, we've got to eat enough food. We've got to eat a variety of food, but especially we've got to eat more protein because that is going to boost your calories burned here through your TEF. And it's also going to support your lean muscle so that you don't lose that because it's so important. And I'll get to why in a second. And also number two is going to be your, and remember, we're, we're talking about how our body burns these calories through the day. Exercise, 5%. TEF is 10%. Then we're going to go to our NEAT, which is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And that is about 15%. And I want everybody to agree to boost this. 
Get your steps up, take the stairs, stand more, just move more in general throughout the day. And again, walking in general is so important. And we're going to get to more of that in a bit, but know y'all that this is 15% of how your body burns calories is through that neat. So much more, almost three times as more calories are burned there than is in your exercise or your workout for the day. But three, and what we're really getting to for this second piece of our puzzle, is our BMR, our basal metabolic rate. And if you want to boost your calorie burn, which, and I'm talking like burning calories when you're sitting around like a sloth or you're watching Netflix, you're just simply burning more from doing less, you've got to lift weights and you've got to build more lean muscle tissue. One reason that this is so helpful for our metabolism is because muscle requires energy to contract and relax, which again is why you're going to burn calories even when you're not moving as you build more lean muscles. Your muscle cells are literally burning calories for you where fat cells do not do that. So if you're only doing cardio, please add in some strength training. It is so important, not just for your metabolic health or reaching your fat loss goals, but also just overall and in general, and in feeling and being your best. So again, number one, we talked about blood sugar control, but number two, remember that that lean muscle tissue and picking up weights to boost your BMR, which is 75% of how your body burns calories through the day is going to be so key in just rebuilding and supporting your metabolism and making sure that you're optimizing it. And going from that number three, we're going to talk about movement. And I'm not talking about strenuous workouts every day here. I'm talking about more neat movement, like I just mentioned, which again is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is the calories that you burn through everyday activities like climbing the stairs, walking to the kitchen, doing household chores, doing yard work, you know, taking the trash out, etc. Doing more of these things is such a great way to stimulate the metabolism without increasing stress in the body. By moving more, you're lowering cortisol and you're moving in a way that your body is actually designed to move because we are not designed to sit and just be not on a log all day long. So remember the breakdown, like I just talked about, of how we burn calories? That's how movement throughout the day is better for your metabolism than working out hard for an hour and then just sitting around all day. So walk more, you know, take the stairs, stand when you can. One thing that I like to do sometimes is stand while I'm eating, you know, grabbing lunch. I just stand and maybe walk around a little bit while I do so. When I'm at the gym and I am in the middle of a lift or whatever my workout is for the day, in between sets, I like to walk around the gym just to increase my movement and steps there instead of just waiting for that rest period to pass. Other things, you can park farther at stores or anywhere that you're going into promise it's not going to kill you to walk a little bit farther. It's actually really good for you. Like, you know, it's just small things like that throughout the day, cleaning up a little bit more while you're at home or while you're waiting somewhere, walk instead of just sitting. You guys, this adds up and it matters because simply walking more can do wonders for optimizing your metabolism. And the beautiful thing is that's something that we can all do. So number three, our third piece of the puzzle is just simply moving your body more in a way that isn't necessarily in a form of exercise, but just simply moving more throughout your day to day. 
one thing that I like to tell my clients is if you work a, um, a desk job, words are hard, then set some movement reminders to get in the habit of just moving every hour, you know, every 30 minutes, three to five minutes of movement again is going to add up and it's going to be so beneficial for you in all the many ways. But going back to our metabolic puzzle, piece number four is limiting your stress. Cortisol is a stress hormone that should be highest in the morning and lowest at night. And that's our stress hormone again. And it's when it's too high too often, other functions like our digestive system, our energy and our metabolism slow down tremendously. And one thing I think that we fail to realize often is that there are several different types of stress that has this impact on our body. And that's perceived stress, you know, like stress of things going on in your life throughout your day. There's also circadian stress from your sleep being disrupted or off. Also inflammation signals in your body are a form of stress, like being overweight or having GI dysfunctions, um, as well as glycemic dysregulation or again, blood sugar regulation. And then two big ones, undereating and chronic dieting, as well as under-recovering and overtraining, can all produce stress on our bodies. So, you know, it goes, don't get me wrong, like I said, perceived stress is real. Those things that are going on outside our day-to-day at work, with the family, with things you're going through, etc. But there's also so many other forms of stress that I think a lot of us don't realize. But... Notice how, you know, like I mentioned, inflammation signals, being overweight, having GI dysfunction, having blood sugar, you know, regulation issues, under eating, chronic dieting, over training, under recovering. Do you notice how all of these things sound familiar at this point and they're all intertwined? You likely do. And that's why I keep calling this a puzzle because it all fits in together. And going back to the stress piece, let me just say that I know a little bit of stress is normal and part of life. So don't get me mistaken there, but it's when it becomes chronic stress, that's when it starts to literally wreak havoc on our bodies and on our metabolisms. So ways that you can work to decrease stress in your life so that it doesn't become chronic or out of control is going to be things like sleeping more, getting out in fresh air more, going out for a walk each day, doing yoga, stretching, doing things like journaling or practicing gratitude. I know those things are all pieces that have helped me tremendously, especially getting my sleep under control, getting outside for a walk anytime I can, playing with the dogs outside, journaling and doing gratitude every single morning before I start my day. Those are all very simple things, but they make a tremendous impact on the stress that we're feeling. And other things that you could do are reducing inflammatory foods, reducing stressful thoughts. So really auditing yourself and your thoughts throughout the day and just being aware of what you're thinking and is it serving you and where you want to go or is it serving your past self and where you're trying to get away from. And I mean, just another thing that's getting out of the chronic fight or flight mode that just happens as a result from the stress. So, you know, maybe pick two of these things if you do feel like you're someone who has a lot of stress on a daily basis and do something to help it. What are, what are things, whether it's something that I mentioned or something else that comes to mind that you can commit to? Don't commit to like five things at once. That's going to be overwhelming and add more stress and defeat the purpose. But what are one or two things that you can start doing this week and build into your routine to help alleviate some of that? Because not only is it going to help your metabolism, but it's going to help you to feel and be your best, 
which is, I know I sound like a broken record, but that's really the goal at the end of the day. And again, stress can be real, it can be perceived or anticipated, and it still affects the body. So it's really important to also figure out where this is, like where these things are coming from. Is it physical stress? Is it environmental? Is it emotional? Try to identify where it's coming from and then decide, number one, what can you eliminate? And then for the things that you can't eliminate, build in some of those stress resilience practices that I mentioned and really support your adrenals and support your body in working through it in a way that's effective and relieving instead of just simply coasting through it and staying, for lack of better words, stuck in it. And then let's move on from that to number five, and that is sleep. Like I mentioned, this is a really quick way to help lower stress in your body is by supporting your circadian rhythm. But also just as a general note, we should be getting at least seven hours of sleep at night, if not eight. And doing so is really going to help with our cortisol regulation. And therefore, it's going to help us fall asleep and stay asleep that much better. But if you're having a hard time falling asleep and you're having a hard time staying asleep at night, then you may just need to reset your circadian rhythm. And a really great way to do so is by number one, getting outside and getting real natural sunlight very first thing. And then getting as much of it throughout the day as you can, as well as as close to sunset as you can too. Being out in those like natural lights, the natural changes of the day, those are just naturally going to reset your circadian rhythm. And they're all very simple, easy things that we can all do. And it's not only going to help your sleep, but I have found that it just is the best start to my day too. It's just getting outside and getting some fresh air. Even if it's for five minutes, like something is better than nothing. And that's something that we all need to remember. And then another thing that you can do to reset your circadian rhythm is going to be setting up a nighttime routine and maybe doing a digital detox as part of it. And if you're not able to really get rid of some of that screen time, whether it's your TV, your phone, your laptop, I know it's left and right these days everywhere we look, but at least buy buy yourself some blue light blockers for when it can't be avoided to help kind of minimize that in the evening. But the best thing you can do is just learn to disconnect and really unwind for the night. That will in in itself do wonders, but especially when you pair it like with that early morning light and that evening light, just naturally supporting your circadian rhythm as well. And not to mention, you guys, I know I mentioned that sleep really does affect your cortisol levels, but also it's going to alter hormones that regulates your hunger and your fullness cues as well as having poor sleep quality can slow your fat burning and that metabolic rate as well. Um, Another thing is that poor sleep and circadian misalignment can also affect your glucose and insulin. So overall, sleeping well is crucial, you guys, and so powerful for protecting your metabolic health because of its influence over things like our blood sugar and our insulin and other hormones, like I mentioned. Plus, you cannot expect your body to operate optimally inside and out if it's sleep deprived and if it's not getting the rest that it needs. And I know I said that seven to eight hours at least is ideal, but if you're not able to do that for whatever reason, maybe it's, you know, other responsibilities in life, your work schedule, then at least make sure that the sleep that you are getting is quality sleep. Again, maybe it's through doing a digital detox, creating an unwind routine for the evening through for the night, um, getting more of that natural light throughout the day and then the evening and in the morning or whatever you need to do to just really shut down for the day and make sure that you're getting that good quality sleep. Not only is it going to help your metabolism in a big way, but 
you are just going to feel and operate so much better. And again, it's going to lower those stress levels for your body too. And then last but not least is a healthy gut. And this could be a podcast that is just a whole episode on itself. But the biggest thing is inflammation that can come from our gut when it is very imbalanced or has an imbalance of the good and bad bacteria through things like diet choices or lifestyle choices. Um, And that can really, higher inflammation levels in our gut can absolutely affect our metabolism and work to slow that instead of to support it. But when our gut's healthy and it's thriving, that supports our metabolism, that supports speeding it up, that supports healing it, that supports it being resilient, all the things that we want. So just some tips, and this will be another like in-depth episode on gut health, don't worry. But just some things that you can do in the meantime to really support your gut is going to be making sure you're consuming fiber-rich foods, which are going to be primarily plants. And you know, obviously we're not neglecting protein. We're not neglecting any of those foods either, but ensuring you're getting adequate fiber, which is 25 to 30 grams a day, getting exercise, getting in movement throughout your day more, reducing your stress levels. Also avoiding highly processed foods wherever you can. I'm not asking you to never eat that processed food again, but just adding in more of the whole foods, adding in more of the good stuff. And another thing is limiting your alcohol intake. And making sure you're not overdoing it on the weekends or through the week or both. That you're really setting a limit and not going overboard with that. Because it not only wreaks havoc on our gut, but also on our metabolism as well. Because if you can see, like, the two go very hand in hand. These tips for supporting your gut, so many of them are things that we've already talked about for supporting your metabolism too. But in addition to getting in that fiber, which is going to be for prebiotics, um to help fuel the good bacteria in your gut and help it to thrive and not be so imbalanced is also going to get a probiotic and that's going to help get in more good bacteria throughout the day. But remember that supplements are not the end all be all for your gut issues or for anything like that. If you really want to heal your gut and you really want to get it to a healthy place to support your metabolism and again, just to feel your best, we need to be adapting the lifestyle pieces that I mentioned too. It's a, it's a full puzzle here with your gut. It's a full puzzle with your metabolism and your gut's a big piece of that. So just, you know, again, take a couple of these things and see what you can realistically start with. Maybe it's adding more plants on your plate at every meal. Maybe it is setting a limit for the alcohol that you have through the week. Maybe it is finding a good probiotic and prebiotic supplement to help bridge the gaps there too. You know, whatever it is that you can realistically start with, do that and then add more as you go. Because y'all, you didn't you didn't damage your gut and you didn't damage your metabolism in a week and you're not going to heal it in a week. But I promise you doing these simple things on a daily basis consistently and trusting the process will help you to get to a place where you're truly thriving. And just to kind of recap the six pieces of this metabolic puzzle that we went through today is number one, supporting your blood sugar. Number two, supporting and adding on lean muscle mass in your body. Number three is going to be that neat movement, just moving more throughout the day. Number four, limiting your stress. And number five, sleep with number six being really taking better care of your gut. These are all things that will make a massive impact over time and you will see and feel the benefits before you, before you think, 
But the first thing is just simply starting. And obviously, if you ever need help, I am, I'm currently taking clients, but I only have one spot left for this season. I'll be opening up new spots in March, but connect with me on Instagram. If I don't have an opening for one-on-one right now, then I'm always here for a conversation. I'm always here to support you how I can from afar. And I try to share a lot of tools and resources on my page as well. And that is, my handle is at it's Emily Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S. But again, you guys, just decide to make the decision, make those changes, do the things that you know you need to do to feel better. And your body is going to go from being something that you feel like is working against you in your goals with a slow metabolism and just, you know, part of nothing seems to be working comes from that. And it's going to switch to your body actually supporting the work you're putting in and your body actually working with you to reach those goals as long as they're realistic. And it's just such a better, a more enjoyable or more fulfilling journey when you can get to that space. And not to mention you're, like I mentioned, all of these systems in your body are going to flow and operate optimally too, so that you can thrive, which is the goal always at the end of the day. What, and I hope this episode was helpful for y'all. Um, that is what we got for today. If you wouldn't mind, leave a rating, leave a review. And if it spoke to you, share it on your social media and tag me. Like, I want to hear what you guys think about these episodes as we continue to go through the year. And if there's someone that you think would benefit from this too, please, by all means, share it with them. But as always, I appreciate you being here so, so much. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time.